Hey there, this is Allison McGee, your host, just back from kayaking around Lake of the Isles, which feeds into Lake Bidet Makoska and Cedar Lake, and from there into Tiny Brownie Lake, where I hardly ever go and didn't today, but still, everything looks different from the water. You forget you're in the middle of a big city. It makes me wonder what life feels like for the geese and the herons and the turtles when they are out of the water and onto the land. Every summer in my teens, I used to go canoeing through a canoe camp with friends through the Rideau region of lakes and canals in Ontario. We'd put up our pup tents every night. We'd swim, cook over camp stoves, laugh, tell ghost stories, make s'mores, play games. There were no cell phones back then. There were no phones at all, actually. Maybe a payphone once every few lakes and locks, but I don't remember that at all. One of our annual camping spots was on a lake with a bluff that overlooked it and an enormous rope swing that was tied to a tree that tipped and hung out over the lake. You climbed up the trail, grabbed the rope, stepped back as far as you could, then swung out over the water and let go. This rope swing took nerve. The drop was steep, the water was freezing, and once you committed, you had to leap. Because if you swung back, you'd crash against the tree and the rocks of the bluff. Jumping off that rope swing was wild and exhilarating. We used to do it over and over. Once, though, as I swung out, I looked down to see an enormous water snake swirling in the water directly below me. My fear of snakes was, at that point, lifelong and deep-seated, and I was horrified. But there was no going back. I had to let go of the rope. I plummeted with my eyes closed, and I have never swum faster in my life than the second I surfaced. A couple of years later, the summer I turned 19, I took a Greyhound bus west to Wisconsin to work at a mom-and-pop resort where the owners housed us in a fire trap and fed us leavings from the guests' plates. You don't even want to know how I know that's true. After the second bout of food poisoning, through which, oh God, we all worked between dashes to the bathroom, my friend Polly, whom I had met that summer, and I quit. Before dawn, we snuck into the resort kitchen, loaded up on rolls and butter and apples, and waited, laughing, in the dark for the greyhound, another greyhound, and jumped on board, still laughing. We had a layover in Chicago, and we took ourselves and our duffels out to dinner at the Berghoff restaurant, which meant that we spent most of the tiny amount of money we had earned that summer. The waiters flirted with us, we flirted back, we drank cocktails, and then we got back on our Greyhound. We were free, we were free, we were free. Now, I know You can hold a moment of freedom in your heart your whole life long. My love affair with the West began that summer in Montana, staying with Polly's family in Missoula, camping. Wide open streets, the snow-capped Rockies, skinny dipping in Flathead Lake. 
When I first read this stunning poem, Canoe, by Alison Luderman, who is another rare 1L Alison, it was those memories. The rope swing, that water snake, the wild surge of life as I tore toward shore away from it. How it felt to laugh and drink whiskey and jump naked late at night into the shockingly cold water of Flathead Lake that came rushing back over me. Canoe by Allison Luderman When I was young, years ago, canoeing on the green, green river with my young first husband, I wriggled out of my shorts, eased over the lip of our little boat, and became eel woman. Naked and glistening, borne along in the current, he paddled, I floated and spun, and let the ripples take me. Even an hour of that kind of freedom can last for years and years, can become a touchstone you return to long after the rented canoe has been returned and the trip has ended and then the marriage and then the husband's brief life and you yourself have become someone else entirely. Still you return in your mind to the days you could set up a tent in the dark and build a small fire from birch bark and newspaper and sit beside it, sipping tea, savoring your muscles' sweet ache, as one by one the uncountable stars came out. Well, that is it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. If you liked it, please spread the word by sending this link to someone else who might like it and give us a good rating anywhere. <laughs> I'm I'm terrible at finding out where you rate podcasts myself, so all sympathy to you. But if you know where to give us a good rating, please do. Original theme music for our show is by Dylan Parisi. Today's poem, Canoe, by Allison Luderman, was read by Luke O'Brien with kind permission of the poet. I first came across Canoe in The Sun magazine, one of my favorite magazines, if you want to give it a look. Subscription only, no ads, beautiful photography, reader's rights section, poems, essays, short stories. This is where I first found Alison Luderman's poems many years ago. For more information about Alison Luderman, including more of her gorgeous poems, please check out alisonluderman.net. That's Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, Luterman, L-U-T-E-R-M-A-N, dot net. Words by Winter is created and hosted by me, writer Allison McGee. Tell me what uncertainties you're dealing with, maybe in the silence of your own mind and heart, so that I can go in search of a poem to help you through, to help us all through, the way poems have been helping me through ever since I was a little girl. Sometimes life feels too hard, too intense, too much, especially right now. And if that's where you find yourself, whoever or wherever you are, send me a voice memo or a note to wordsbywinterpodcast at gmail.com. 
Again, that's wordsbywinterpodcast at gmail.com. For more information, go to my website, alisonmcgee.com. Words by Winter. Conversations, reflections, and poems about the passages of life. Because it's rough out there. And we have to help each other through.